I'm so bad at speaking. <laughs> I don't know why. You're beating yourself up so much. But it's true, man. I'm so bad at speaking. Then why do we fuck? Because I want to do it, and it's fun. Welcome to the Jake and Joe Show, where the only thing I have written down is this intro. I'm Joe. I'm Jake. Another action-packed show for you, so let's get to it. So, Jake, how was your week? Uh, really interesting. I mean, it was the holidays, so I got to spend some time with my family, which I haven't been able to do fully for a little while now. My brother came up from New York, and we got to hang out, you know, play video games and reminisce on the good times. Haven't seen him for a while. I've also been really busy finding another job. I had to, uh, I, I had one job with a place that, um, I don't know why I can't think of it right now. It mustn't have been a very enticing job if you can't. Well, no, I mean, like you, it wasn't did a you interview? job. Basic, yeah, I interviewed for two different positions in two different businesses, but I just like don't know how much I should, I, I can really give away. So ah. I'll just be as vague as possible. A business that is basically a service <laughs> care provider for assisted living for people. Yeah. And um, the day before I was supposed to go into orientation, which was supposed to be today, actually, I got a message from a family friend saying, hey, a teller position opened up at the credit union. So these past 48 hours, right up until you (laughs) got here to record the show, have been super crazy. At 12 p.m. yesterday, I heard about a job, and by 12 p.m. today, I got it. Wow. (laughs) You went in and interviewed yesterday? I went in. I I got a haircut. I uh, (laughs) uh, dressed up for the interview, went in. It went so well that I I felt good enough to put all my eggs in one basket. I called up the place from before and was like, hey, a, another opportunity opened up and I'm going to have to... Oh, man, yeah. that must have been a hard call. It was because I didn't know if it was if it was the moral thing to do or not because right. I right. didn't want to just be a no-show. Right. Oh, yeah. That, because they were yeah. expecting me. Yeah. And someone, a, a friend of mine put... I put a friend of mine's name down as a reference mm. and she had been helping me out with explaining the job and stuff and right. i wanted to be respectful to her and i wanted to be respectful for the company for their time so i called them early this morning actually before everything started and she was cool with it i mean you gotta do you so. yeah yeah i mean yeah it sounds like you did the right thing i mean it's not like you just left them high and dry right was it like do you know if it would have been you and a bunch of other people doing orientation or was it just you that was another <laughs> thing i was thinking of if it was just me that would have been wasting people's time. Right. But it was a group hire. Oh, okay, So it good. seriously changed nothing. Yeah. Besides the folder they set up for me yeah. can now go in storage. Yeah. So this other job, how did you go from hearing about the job to getting an interview the same day? How does that happen? Well, they really needed a teller. I guess they had hired... <laughs> how, how... I don't know, man. <laughs> they, they needed a teller so bad because they had hired somebody, and then at the last minute, they backed out. So basically oh, what I did... To that other job, someone did to my job I currently got. <laughs> it's a got. circle of life. <laughs> it really is. It really is. I'm totally going to uh, isolate that in editing. Okay, and perfect. we're going to use that all the time. Oh, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they needed someone really bad to the point where I'm starting Monday, which is three days from now, people. <laughs> and I just got the job today. Dang. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. That's crazy. Yeah. I just... Man, normally when you... They, they call you up and they're like, hey, we want to do an interview. Like when you called them to ask about the job or did you call them? To ask? I called them because here's the thing. A family friend went in there to interview and she got a job as a teller. I guess they told her that they needed somebody else. So, <laughs> this doesn't even sound real. So my family this friend, sounds I know, like it the, sounds too good to be true. The plot out of like some type of like romantic comedy movie or something. It, like It, it kind of does. <laughs> and she talked me up and was like, hey, you know. I mean, I don't know exactly what she said, but she talked me up enough to the point where this woman was like, hey, have him give me a call. I'm looking forward to hearing from him. I called her that same day, the same hour I heard about it. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I'm I'm the guy that you heard about. I was inquiring <laughs> about a position. And she said, come in in a couple hours and interview. What? That's nuts. You called them to ask about a job and that's when they're like, yeah, come in and do an interview. Yeah, they're that's like, so, I need to that's... interview ASAP. So if you could come in... At 2.30, that would be fantastic. That and I said, almost, absolutely. It almost seems like if you didn't know that someone else backed out on them, it almost seems unprofessional of them. 
But the fact that you know that someone backed out on the position and they needed someone really bad, that kind of makes up for it. Yes, absolutely. So it does make me feel a little better because I'm really helping them out because they need someone really soon. And you're helping your wallet out. And I'm helping (laughs) my wallet out. Getting that bank pay. <laughs> I'm sure this, this position is going to probably do more than the to other. To be honest, it was about the same price-wise. Yeah. That wow, other this place... is a way cushier job. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. I get to stand around and give people money all day. Yeah. So, so how is it going to work out with your part-time job? Oh, yeah, helping my friend out at the Barkery, yeah. actually. That's fine. We had talked about it, and I'm basically going to be doing that as a supplemental thing. Nice. Where she needs me if I have yeah. time, yeah. I will absolutely go in and help her out. Yeah. Cool. So I'm really glad that, you know, she feels better about it because mm-hmm. how new businesses are, right. it's, it's a little, it's a little more comfortable that way. Yeah. And yeah. I still get to help her out without needing to be totally financially reliant yeah. on it. So cool. Yeah. Wow. Sounds like worked out for you. Yeah, man. Enough about my week. How about yours? Anything special? Well, mine sounds really uneventful next to yours. Like you, you're, you've been on like full throttle the whole week. So oh, I know, man. I have every time you <laughs> message me, I'm just like four hours later. I'm like one second. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much. Like at one point during the week, I'm going to be honest. Like you were messaging me, and I'm like, I hope Jake's okay. Like I know, I I noticed an honest difference in your messaging. You normally have like a certain chipper to your messages when we talk. And that was just totally devoid. All your messages, there was no personality Short in Short and at straight all. to the point. Yeah. So I'm like, man, I hope he's not in a bad mood or like in a fight with someone because you were like no humor at all. You were just bam, 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 bam. <laughs> and I noticed it. So, yeah. but yeah, my week, not anywhere near as busy or hectic. I'm trying to think of like the most exciting thing that happened. Yeah, I think the most exciting thing is that we got a new TV. I mean, that's That is that's very it. exciting though. And I didn't even get it on Black Friday. So here's the story about this. Yeah. First of all, I hate Black Friday TVs. They are an abomination. I hate them. Why is that? And I don't want to judge you for the TV sitting on the table behind us because <laughs> I know the brand and I know that it's probably a Black Friday TV. <laughs> now, when you say Black Friday TV, do you mean like, you know, crap brand TVs? Yeah. Like, like uh, Insignia and Elements and <laughs> Western Any House? TV that you see in a flyer from Walmart saying 45-inch Ultra HD 4K TV, only 50 bucks, like that type of TV. I know I exaggerated, but they're garbage. 99% of the time, they're garbage. How long have you had that one? That isn't a Black Friday TV? I have had since last Christmas. I don't know. All (laughs) I know is that I got it for Christmas and... Elements, Walmart's generic brand right Mm -hmm. now. So there's a good chance that it might have been a leftover from Black Friday or whatever. But anyway, Michaela and I have been looking at getting a new TV for our bedroom for the last couple months or so now because we have a Vizio 32-inch that was made in 2009. So it's an older 32-inch. The bezel around the outside of the TV is like two or three inches thick. Oh, man. It's old. It's a good TV. But recently it started to die where when you turn it on, the picture will flicker and it doesn't stay. It doesn't work right. It works 50% 50% of the time. I started doing research and like I do with any purchase over like 20 bucks, I do tons of research. So much research. I hear you. And I knew I wanted a TV in the $200, 2 to $300 range. I didn't want to spend more than that. I started looking around and I really wasn't happy with any options I was coming across. So I just kind of put it aside for a month or two. And then I finally found one after Black Friday because I refused to get one on Black Friday. I won't do it. I waited till the Black Friday sales were over on purpose because I don't want the market diluted with those crappy TVs. And I found a Sony Bravia that Best Buy was selling. It was a, It's a 40-inch non-smart TV, which was important to me. I don't want a smart TV. Full HD, obviously. Nice thin bezels around the outside, and it was 230 bucks, which yeah, is a really good price for a great price for, for, for Sony. I wanted to go with a non-smart TV because then you can get something like an Amazon Fire Stick or a Chromecast or something like that to plug into the TV to give it the smart abilities. And normally, those plug-in devices are of higher quality than the built-in smart capabilities. I had no idea. Yeah, the smart capabilities built into TVs are the bonus perk. They don't focus on them a ton. So normally they're not quite as powerful as a device that is solely built for that type of thing. 
That so, makes a lot of sense. It reminds me of an integrated graphics card versus a exact. That's almost that's a perfect analogy. Also, when you get a smart TV, once it's an older model and the company's not updating it anymore, it doesn't receive app updates or anything like that. So what are you left with? You're left with a smart TV that's out of date. You need a new TV. If you get a non-smart TV with a plug-in device, when the device is outdated, you can replace that and save yourself a couple hundred bucks. So being the frugal guy I am, that's the option. I want. That's the route I wanted to go. Honestly, I wouldn't say that you're frugal. Maybe you are frugal. I'm kind of associating it with cheap because you're not cheap. Because (laughs) if you were cheap, you would go for the Black Friday element deals. Oh, which I can't do. I'm smart with money, I guess. You're trying to get the most most for for it. Yeah, and I think that's – so that's not frugal. Well, I don't know. If frugal means cheap, then no. But okay. if frugal means value-oriented, then absolutely. All right. Well, just call me value-oriented. I will. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I decided I wanted to get the Amazon Fire Stick because we have Amazon Prime, and you get some cool bonus features with that that are pretty cool. Oh, yeah. So here's the downside. I didn't know on Black Friday that I wanted an Amazon Fire Stick. That would have been the day to get a Fire Stick because they did an insanely good sale on the brand new one that they just released like a month ago. So it was sold out everywhere, everywhere. I called four or five different stores and every single one of them said they were sold out. That's Amazon crazy. is sold out for the next month. They're back ordered a month on no these things. No joke. I yeah. know they put their hardware, whether it be the Kindle or the Fire Stick or any of their tablets, super low. On Black Friday and Cyber Monday? Yeah, so. yeah, they knock them way down in price. I mean, the Amazon Fire 8-inch was only 60 bucks on Black Friday. That's, that's insane for a tablet. That is insane. It's not a powerhouse, but for basic stuff, that's more than enough. I called Target. I checked Target's website. They were out. Walmart, out. Staples was out. I checked Best Buy's website, and their website said that the Best Buy in Augusta, where I was for the day, was out of stock. I'm like, crap, there are none of these things available, and this is the option I want to go, and I want this TV now because the one in our bedroom is dying. So I was going back to considering getting a smart TV, which I didn't want to do. So I called up Best Buy and asked them. Oh Well, first, I called up Best Buy, and they have an automated system on their phone where you can put in the item's SKU number, and it will tell you if they have it in stock. So I did that, and their automated system told me that they were sold out. So I said, screw it. I'm going to be persistent, and I'm going to talk to someone live at the store and ask them. That's the best way to go. Yeah. I get a live person, and I'm glad I did because they had one left in stock. Only one. So I'm at work, and it's not close to my lunchtime yet, but I'm like, I have to go to Best Buy right now to get this Amazon Fire Stick because they're sold out everywhere for a month. So I told my boss, I'll see you in 15, 20 minutes. I'm going to Best Buy. I'm getting this Amazon Fire Stick. I'm not missing it. He He was cool with it. You are brave, Joe. He's a good boss. I like him a lot. So I hop in my car, I head over there, I park as close as I can to the building, I run into the building, I run over to where they are, and it's gone. No. It is not on the shelf. The guy didn't even do you any favors? And I asked him to hold it on the oh, phone. Oh, come on. And he's like, sorry, we're not allowed to hold products. So I'm what? like, okay, I'm coming right now then. So I get there, it's not on the shelf. I'm thinking, okay, all right, keep your cool. Maybe they've got a display somewhere in the store for the Amazon Fire Stick and there's one left on it. Maybe it's not in its normal spot on the shelf. So I walk around the entire store and it is nowhere to be found. Finally, I go over to customer service and I'm like, I called your store like 15 minutes ago and someone told me that you had one of these things left in stock. Please find it for me. She called like the entire store together. Like she went into the, yeah, I was impressed with this. Shout out to Best Buy. I got some buddies who work at Best Buy, and I always loved that store. And after hearing this, I'm very impressed. She went into the back of the store, and she told me to wait. So I'm, I'm standing out on the sales floor waiting, and she goes into the back room, and like 10 seconds later, she comes out. 10 people follow her out onto the sales floor, and they combed the whole store and checked every single shelf for this thing and couldn't find it. Oh, no. So she's like, yeah, it looks like we're not going to be able to find it. Sorry about that. And I'm getting ready to walk out when all of a sudden this dude comes busting out of the back room. Wait. And he's holding it over his head. He's like, wait. <laughs> and he's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's got the one last fire stick in his hand. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I fell on my knees. And... <laughs> So he hands me the fire stick, I grab the TV I wanted, run to the register, cash out, I'm out of there, and I got a nice setup for under $300. That's Dude, my story for the week. <laughs> that is that is on par, if not better, than my story, man. And I wish, I wish I was exaggerating any part of that story, except for the falling on my knees part. 
<laughs> that's all legit. Like that happened. He like, really ten... busted out. Wait. Yeah, he came out with like, wait, I got what it right God. here. You see, I love Best Buy employees because they're just like us. Yeah. They're just yeah. like us. They're it's... just as into the tech and they're nerdy. <laughs> like you don't get a Best Buy position if yeah. you're not a nerd. And it so. just tend like our type of personalities tend to be the type that would run after <laughs> someone. Yeah. Hey. Wait, you all you all you need this. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's my that was my exciting week. So shout out to Best Buy in Augusta. I think that is <laughs> so awesome. You guys have great customer service. It was really good. I'd like to commend them for that. Speaking of TVs, let's head into the tech segment of the week. Cable satellite TV. Should it die? Does it have a place in homes anymore? Uh, it should die. Should the it? End. The, the end. <laughs> segment done. Uh, thank you for listening this week. We'll catch you next week. No. Do you have it? Yeah. Well... We did have cable for the longest time, but I convinced my grandmother to get basic cable Yep. because I introduced her to Netflix. Mm, and ever since then, Netflix. she is on Netflix for hours every night and yeah. just listening or er, listening, watching. <laughs> His like, grandmother is blind. <laughs> she's blind. <laughs> she's been learning the technology pretty well, watching like three or four movies a night. Wow. Like she's, she's seriously gone through Dang. the entire, at least what it's showing her, the entire science fiction genre for anything that she wants to watch. And Holy I'm talking crap. like, I would honestly be surprised if it was anything less than 75 movies she's watched so far. She has exhausted Netflix. Oh yeah, completely exhausted. Dang, that's impressive. Yeah, with what she wants to watch, at least. What really, what it boils down to is right now, and I know you're going to be really into this, is value. If you were to just get premium cable right now, I'm only guessing because I haven't had premium cable for so long, but it has got to be at least 60 to a hundred-ish dollars a month. I, yeah, you're, you're in the ballpark. And you're going to be paying for a bunch of channels that... Over half of them, guarantee you, because no one watches... C-SPAN, that's my favorite channel. Oh yeah, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, you only really need local news. I mean, Mm -hmm. and that's if you want to watch it. Right, right. And then you got your Netflix, you got your Hulu, so much cheaper. All you need is to pay for a better internet service, so you are getting so much more for your money. I'm saving her. Well, she's saving. I'm, <laughs> I'm I, saving her. I'm just. I'm being a little self-important right now. <laughs> but my suggestion is saving her after everything is said and done. Eighty dollars a month. That's, she was paying over two hundred dollars for cable, phone, and internet. Wow. Yeah. Does she still have landline. Yes. Yes. Um, that's, that's another probably topic. Not going to go that's away. another topic for another time. <laughs> yeah, those will die out. I oh, really yeah. think they yeah, will die. They're out. on their way. Even in because of our generation. Yeah, well, not even just our generation. My parents' house doesn't have a landline. That's true. My parents don't either. They got rid of it five or six years ago. Yep, that it was about that long for my parents. They switched to Magic Jack for a little while because that was the perfect transition where my dad was like, hey, you know what? We can make calls over the internet. We have good enough internet. He's pretty techie. And he got Magic Jack for us and you know we had it for a little while. And then eventually he was just like, I'm just going to route all my calls to my phone. We all have our own cell phones. Right, right. That's the best way to go. And it's, again, the the best value, I think. I agree. I actually have a personal experience with not cable but satellite TV. Up until, I want to say a month ago, we had Dish. We had their premium, not their premium. It was like their 120 channel package or whatever. For that service combined with our internet, we were paying 150 a month. For 120 channels and internet. We don't have a landline. And I was getting fed up with it because I never watch it. I never watch satellite. Never. I never watched it. Michaela, on the other hand, watched it all the time. That's what she was doing in her spare time. When I'm on the computer playing video games or whatever, she's watching satellite. But she only watched like four channels. HGTV, Food Network, TLC. Ugh, hate TLC, but she watches it. And that's about it. That's about it. She watched pretty much three channels. I occasionally would watch Cartoon Network. Oh, yeah. Occasionally. Oh, yeah. And it was only like when Rick and Morty were on or, well, not even, yeah. Adult Swim cartoons. Yeah, Adult Swim, basically. I would watch We Bear Bears and uh, Amazing World of Gumball. Those are my guilty (laughs) pleasure kid shows, but I love them. Nice. And other than that, that's all we were watching. So we were paying $150 a month for internet and three channels for the most part. Yeah. So. That's $30-ish per channel? Yeah. 
we were also paying for Netflix. So we have this service that we also spend a lot of time using. We have TV, which we're watching three channels of, and we have internet. So I finally convinced her to drop satellite. So we got rid of it and it was, we compromised because she's like, well, I still want to be able to watch How to Get Away with Murder, Grey's Anatomy as they come out. So I'm like, okay, Hulu. I knew you were going to say that. Hulu's amazing. We dropped satellite and we subscribed to Hulu. We went from paying 150 a month to paying 52 a month. So That's we were significant. we were paying $100 for Dish. And when we first signed up, they sucker you in. And this is what I hate about satellite companies is that they offer you a lower rate when you're a new customer and then once you've been a customer for a while, they jack your price up. That just feels so wrong to me. It should be the other way around. It should be your price gets better the longer you've been a customer cuz you're loyal like to this. Like car insurance. Right. The longer you've been with them, the lower your prices. But no, they're like, screw you. You've been with us for a while. We're going to jack your price up. When they we first, have to do that now. When we first signed up, we were paying 60 a month total for internet and TV. By the end, we were paying 150 It more than doubled in price. When I found out that our internet was only 40 a month, I'm like, okay, so that means we're paying 100 to 110 for Dish, which we're barely using. This is ridiculous. So it took me a while to convince her to ditch satellite, but we finally made the switch. We got rid of it. And while I am happy we've done such, I'm not offered very good internet in our area. The fastest speed I can get, and I think we might have talked about this in a previous episode, the fastest speed I can get is 5 megabits per second down. Yes, we talked about that in episode one, and I sympathized with, empathized with you. So yeah, the fastest speed I can get is 5 megabits per second down. And that's fine for one person doing one thing on the internet. If you try to have two people doing two things, it just it can't handle it. If I'm playing online games, she can't watch Netflix or Hulu. I mean, she can because Netflix and Hulu are bandwidth hogs and they'll take the bandwidth. So basically what it is is if she's watching TV, I can't play games. I can barely go on the internet because nothing will load. I can't go to Reddit. Reddit's a text-based site and it won't load because she's watching Netflix or Hulu. But that's another sacrifice I was willing to make because I would rather be saving the money to eventually get a house where we have better internet than to be spending this money and have slightly better internet now. To me, it's a no-brainer. I mean, yeah. she got what she wanted yep. and you guys are saving tons of money. Yeah. Because Hulu, I think right now it's only five ninety nine a month. Well, there's an introductory, introductory. Thing, and, that's and that's what I'm on. And that's the with commercial. Yeah, Do you I don't have mind. Commercials? I have commercials. Yeah, They're I don't. We, we don't. But, oh, how much is it without 12. commercials? 12? Yep. Uh, once your introductory rate goes away, it's $8 a month. So we're paying $4 more a month to have the no commercials. And that's well worth it in my opinion. And you're still saving close to $100. Yes. Yeah. So it was no brainer in that regard. I mean, I'm frugal. We What did we say we were going to call me? Not frugal. Value oriented. I'm, I'm value oriented. But there's a point where you're like, okay, $4 more a month to not have to sit through five minutes of commercials per episode. Yes, please. Absolutely. We don't use use hulu as much <laughs> avg popping up if you remember episode two we talked about avg and how jake should get rid of it he still hasn't gotten rid of it we we don't use hulu as much as we use netflix she basically uses hulu i've i've been watching seinfeld on it so i'll give it that i've been watching bow, a ton- bow, bow, bow. <laughs> yeah she basically uses it for Grey's anatomy how to get away with murder and she's going to be using it for scandal when scandal comes back which is fine i mean we're not utilizing it as much as we could be but we're still saving almost 100 a month so it's okay i don't i don't mind before i started using hulu i just wanted to try it simply because it was something different i had no idea that within the first day of using it it would be my primary really now, you use it more I than netflix i have not logged into netflix besides i think maybe once to watch some of the office which may be on hulu too i don't even know but i already started the series i love hulu i mean i love the fact that you can have a watch list and it tells you if an episode just got uploaded right right that's nice a series the way you're supposed to watch them right without binging yeah (laughs) i think that's healthier yeah it is it makes the shows more enjoyable too yeah it makes them last longer 
I use I just realized I use uh, Hulu for Brooklyn Nine Nine. You mentioned that to me, and it's on my watch list now. Oh, you're gonna die! It is so good. Andy Last, Sandberg, I I love the guy. So this week's episode was so funny. Oh, it's so good. Terry Crews is in it. I don't I know how that. you feel about him. Is he a regular or? Yeah, well, yeah, he's a main no. character. He's a main character. I've got to see that then. It's so great. He wow. plays such a good. He plays Terry on the show, oh. but he's. His, he's Terry Jeffords on the show. He's a sergeant. He's got, like, each character's got their own quirks, as with any show. But they're so good about recurring jokes. Like, it's nonstop every episode. You feel like you're watching one long episode because the jokes roll right into each other. It's so good. Terry's character on the show loves yogurt, and that's a pretty popular joke. Terry loves his yogurt. Terry loves yogurt. He, he refers to himself in the third person. That's... Just Terry funny because of his, his personality. Theory. Oh, yeah. He can get away with anything because he's just funny in everything he does. Yeah. And for the ladies, he does flex his, his muscles oh, his, significantly. Oh, uh, muscles? Yeah. He does, he does flex significantly on the show because that's another running joke is that he's super healthy and super ripped. He doesn't always act like he is. So the other characters uh, pick up on that and make fun of him for it. So Nice. Yeah, you'll enjoy it. I know you will. Oh, yeah, I will. I'm going to watch it after uh, the series I'm watching now. Have you seen This Is Us? No. It's I saw you new. post. I saw you mention it on Facebook. I saw your post. Okay, I'm normally not a feel good type of guy as far as watching shows. So far, this podcast isn't really displaying that because your song from last week was a pretty happy, well, and now this show is pretty happy. As I mentioned last episode, though, a lot of the songs that I like tend to be sad, and it's yeah. not on purpose. I guess it's just like I have an Eeyore kind of. <laughs> personality or it's a little we'll bit better bother. now but i yeah <laughs> don't worry about me i'll be okay i would recommend it just in general okay quick premise i can't even tell you a premise because the first episode will blow your mind wow i'm not kidding how long are the episodes 20 or 40 they're actually 46 wow wow okay all right yeah okay. long episodes but they're it's it's non-linear which I always prefer nonlinear shows for yep. some reason because I think it's so cool how the writers can write nonlinearly so well because I know having a little bit of writing experience here and there and just blogs and whatnot. Right, right. It's so hard to write in a sense, especially for TV, that you can you can write nonlinearly and still make it make sense for everybody. It's can just, you, there's, it's a lot of talent to do that. Can you give me an example of a nonlinear show that I might've seen so I can get oh an idea gosh. of what you're, what you mean? I can't really think of an example right now, but do you mean, well, in general, like nonlinear is when one episode can be, or a part of one episode can be the future. And then the next segment of the episode can be the past. And then it like saying. explains okay. some of the right. events that just yeah. happened. Yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah. I see what you're saying. So like flashbacks and flash forwards, that type of thing. How I Met Your Mother did that. Well, How I Met Your Mother is, is from what I know, it's linear, but it has a lot of flashbacks. A lot it, of flashbacks. It's not, it's not the same. Nonlinear is when, like episode by episode, it's not linear, like How I Met Your Mother is. Okay. It's one episode can take place way in the future uh -huh. or way in the past. Oh, all right. Okay. And they all make sense. Like when you have a question, you watch the next episode and you're like, okay. All right. So this is how that is That is that pretty happened. intelligent. Okay. And I can see what you're saying. what they do is they play on your emotions. Yep. There was so many times in that series, and I'm only half done it, where I could just feel myself not tearing up or anything, but I can just feel like the back of my head tingling. You I'm know, like the ASMR type trigger. You ever heard about that? Uh, it's autosensory meridian response. I never heard of it. Oh, it's like a physical reaction in your brain when something really, really, to me, something resonates with me. Huh. Like if, if something is very like highly emotional, I'm like Googling if, it later. If, if there's a song that I really love that's uh -huh. just like really powerful, yeah. I can physically feel it in my mind. So it's like the tingly feeling, like when you get goosebumps. It's it's not just a shiver though. It's it's a physical thing in specifically your head. And it sounds crazy for people like who've endorphins? never experienced it. It might be. I might have experienced it and I just can't put a finger on it because I, I, I react to music quite a lot. My you have physical goes, reactions. Yeah. Then that yeah. very well could be ASMR. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, look into it. It's cool. And I know it sounds crazy to people who've never experienced it, but once you do and you realize what it is, it's it's just so neat. It's just it's euphoric. Yeah, yeah. What are we talking about? I don't know. We got off into we, an ASMR. Yeah, we, we, yeah. What were you saying right before that? Oh, how, uh, about how you don't cry? 
<laughs> Not exactly. Well, no. No, you're like, right. You don't you're tear right. up during yeah, yeah. the episode. <laughs> no, I just I don't cry. We're getting that deep this you, uh, episode. You're emotionless. Remember that no, part? Yeah. <laughs> There'd be certain parts of the episode. It just like would really hit me. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just a really nice, heartfelt, feel-good series. And you should watch it. I feel like I'd probably cry. You probably would. And I... Don't doubt it if saying? I wish I had a tear. No, no, because you have normal emotions. <laughs> well, I have like, I'm like over emotional though, because I cry at the finale of every show I watch. Like, because I don't you're know. sad it's over? Yes. <laughs> Scrubs. It's a comedy and I bawled my eyes out at the end of that. Oh my word. Like when he's walking down the hallway and all the people that he's met all throughout the show are standing on either side of the hallway and they're like putting their hands on him. And I'm like, oh. And you're remembering that one episode that you loved so much. I, Dude, I, I bust out crying. I, that 70s show, bawled my eyes out at the end of that. See, I've never seen the end of either of those shows. How I Met Your Mother, bawled my eyes out at the end of that. <laughs> and that was not like a lot of people said that that was like a bad ending to the series i did I, hear about that i still bawled my eyes out man <laughs> i do it all the time the office oh i still haven't got to the end of that oh that's sad my girlfriend and i are watching it oh. we're on season six so michael's gone no yes he is no by season six he's gone dude no yes the beginning of six he's totally not gone but now i know he's gone how many how many seasons are there there's nine he's gone dude, in season six he is not gone so I totally oh, just spoiled it for you. You did, but that's okay. Did you know? I, I did ha- not know. Oh. It's okay. Episode over. I, no, honestly. Let's just stop the recording here. I can't go on. It's all right. I mean, it's probably going to happen in the next couple episodes because I could have sworn we were at the beginning of season six. <sighs> Does he leave at the end of a season? We shouldn't get too deep into this because no one cares. But <laughs> now we're looking it up. You guys need to care. The Office is a great show. <laughs> this can funny. all be edited out if you don't want it there. Oh, no. uh, oh man, I totally spoiled that. It's he, doesn't, right. he doesn't leave till season seven. Oh, and now you know. I hate myself. No, I hate it's myself really, it's for it's really cool. It's all right. Anyway, so I don't. I can't say anymore now because I don't want to. I don't want to spoil anything more. But I had a good crying moment at the end of that oh. series. Just know that I bawled my eyes out at the end of that. Too. I'm surprised that they went with like a heartfelt finale because that show is just always so goofy. Well, it's. Not strictly a heartfelt finale. Oh, you I, just cried. I <laughs> there was no sad parts in it. I just bawled my eyes out. Anyway, no, it was like um, it was an emotional roller coaster. Like I'd be crying and then I'd start laughing because something funny would happen and I'd go back to crying. And oh my word! I think I'm trying to think of the worst show that I've cried at the end of, and it was probably it was probably that '70s show. Really, dude? It's, I it was really, that bad. I re- not even that bad. I just really connected with the characters. Oh, okay. I really did. I really loved that show. So was it more because the show was over, or was it the finale itself, the actions in the finale that kind of? <laughs> it wasn't really the actions in the finale. It was I'm just, just a the big fact baby. It was over. I am just a big baby. That's the, <laughs> that's the simplest way to put it. It's okay. I mean, honestly, I would rather be like that. No, I'm joke. not ashamed of no, it. No, no, no. I don't, yeah. I'm not at all. I mean, who cares? I ball my like I'm talking about it <laughs> on a show that's gonna be on the internet forever. Right. Like it doesn't bother me. Yeah. I just I do. I just I ball my eyes out. Shows that aren't designed to make you cry make me cry. Brooklyn Nine Nine is so sad. <laughs> I will definitely cry at the end of the at the end of this show. No doubt about that. Yeah. I haven't cried yet, but I will. <laughs> it's too funny for that. Maybe tears of laughter. Oh man. There's not a single episode that goes by where I don't bust out laughing. It's such a great show. With Terry and Adam, Adam, Andy. Andy. What am I thinking? Terry and Andy, I can't imagine why you wouldn't laugh. And the supporting cast is is amazing. The whole cast on the show is great. It's so cohesive. When the series starts out at the beginning, you never feel like, you know how sometimes when you watch a show where the first few episodes will feel awkward, almost like the characters, the actors are figuring out how to work together. There's not as much chemistry as there is later on in the show. I actually don't focus on the actors themselves. I don't want to trail off too too quick, but or too far. But I did read a thing that says that people either focus on the acting itself or the writing of the show. And I think I'm typically more writing. Huh. So I excuse all that kind of stuff for character building. All right. Well, then that that's a good thing. Not that it matters in Brooklyn Nine-Nine because the very first episode, the very first three minutes of the show the chemistry between the the characters is apparent. Like, there's never an awkward moment. The show starts off strong. 
Awesome. Normally people say, yeah, the show got strong right around season three. No, this show got strong two minutes in. It was, It's insane. It's good. I love it. Highly rated. Good. We'll check it out. Well, let's wrap up <laughs> what we were supposed to be talking about, which is the fact that cable and satellite TV are becoming obsolete. So, Joe, what are your final words on that matter? My final words. Bye-bye cable bye bye satellite you have no place anymore there are better services sling tv we didn't talk about that sling tv is a great service i don't know if you've heard of it i have heard of it it's a la carte yeah internet we didn't really even talk about internet all that much Uh, other than that i mentioned i have crappy internet and i wish it was better don't we all (laughs) i'm sure your internet's much better than mine oh yeah i spent three hours last night trying to get my internet to move faster than 600 kilobits per second that's terrible. I pay for five megabits, which still isn't much, and I was getting 600 kilobits. It was horrible. Oh, I hate it. That's bottlenecking definition. And there was only, only me on the internet. No one else. Just me. 600 kilobytes per second. So yeah, hate internet, or hate my internet, love the internet. That's about it. That's okay. all I got to wrap yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, I'm just going to mirror that. I know that's easy, but I am totally on board with cable TV. How could you feel any TV. other way in 2016? The only way they're going to survive is if they rupture their prices. I'm talking like a quarter of what they're charging right now. That's the only way in 40 years that anyone's going to be paying for that service. There's always going to be the people who have money or people who just don't care about right value yeah because there's plenty of those people around i think people who grew up with it that will continue to want it i think people especially like you but i'm like this too like value-minded individuals there's not as many people like that around as just people who would buy something regardless of the price tag yeah the sucky thing is that dish owns sling really dish network owns sling tv well, so, I don't think that's necessarily sucky because it could it, be. It gives them a chance, though, to. It does, but they're a major company, and they're gonna screw it up. They're gonna. They're gonna try to do something where it's wrapped. It wraps into your dish package. You're probably they're gonna, right. They're Joe. gonna notice that their satellite service is going down the drain, and be like, "Well, we got Sling that's doing pretty good. Let's make it so Sling is a little bit more expensive." And surprise, you have satellite again. They're gonna do something. I know they are. Oh yeah, you're the voice of reason right now. I was being <laughs> too optimistic. You're right. That's going to happen. Sorry to be a downer. And with that, folks. We're ready. We are. For the second. We're prepared. Segment. Of. <laughs> you threw me off. <laughs> the song. Of. The. Sorry, I, I preemptively. Weak. <laughs> that was totally not rehearsed. Yeah, that's, I think they're going to um, know. Because <laughs> that, was that was pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> song of the week. So what All do you right. got, Joe? What do you, what do you got for the song of the okay. week? Okay. I started last week. You got this week. All right. Take it away. All right. Thank you, man. Well. You know what my song of the week is already. Because Do I? Let, let's pretend you don't. My song of the week is Out of My Head by Fastball. Have you heard of that song, Joe? I have heard of the song. Okay. I have, I have heard of the song. Now, we're not live, but if we were, some people would probably figure out why I am choosing this song. And that's because the chorus of Out of My Head from Fastball has been sampled in a modern pop song, which I have not been able to get enough of, oh, called man. Bad Things by Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. The vocals in it are astounding, and the melody is just wonderful. The The way it opens for Bad Things, yeah. the way it opens is just like you're kind of in a dream, and yeah. it just makes you like close your eyes and dig the music uh-huh. I feel yeah <laughs> it's great so the only reason bad things isn't on song of the week is because i didn't want to just throw on a mainstream song that you could just turn on the radio and listen to as right. a featured song yeah but i want to feature out of my head by fastball in case you guys haven't heard that song before a little history i guess and why i really love that song when i was younger my dad would play fastball all the time while we were driving and I think it might have been because he knew I liked them. Really? E- either that or he listened to Fastball nonstop 24-7. I don't <laughs> think that was the case. <laughs> Probably not. But uh, we listened to Out of My Head and The Way, all kinds of cool Fastball classics. They were a pretty good band in the 90s, and it's a big part of my childhood, almost as big as Smash Mouth. Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
So Smash Mouth and Fastball were huge parts of my childhood. So as soon as I heard Bad Things play with that chorus, I was just like freaking out in my car. I guess I didn't know that you were such a Smash Mouth fan. I mean, I'm not a Smash Mouth fan. (laughs) You were. I was when I was eight years old. Okay. All right. All right. So I guess I'm just going to play a little clip for you guys. I'm probably just going to go ahead and play the chorus. So here it is. So that's all I got for the song of the week. Hope you guys enjoyed. Without any further ado, I will hand it off to Joe to explain what his song of the week is. Oh, thank you. I've been waiting my turn so patiently. <laughs> I haven't said a word. No, you're such a uninterrupted type of person. <laughs> so my song this week is by a band that got their five minutes of fame with a song that never reached the top of the charts. Their hit song was called Runaway You and I by Galantis. It wasn't on the radio for very long, probably only two or three weeks. I only heard it a handful of times, but I loved it. So I looked the band up next time I got to my personal computer. My personal computer, my PC. I cannot believe I just said it that way. My personal computer. Yeah, (laughs) they have one album out called Pharmacy. So I gave it a listen through and I fell in love with the album. It's so good. It is one of the most solid dance electronic albums of the last five years, I would say. I am in love with this album. I've been listening to it pretty much weekly. For the first month, I listened to it like five times a week. But now it's it's like a once a week album for me. And my song of the week is on that album. And it's called Gold Dust. Before I say anything more about the song, I'm going to play my little bit of it. And so here's that. Now that you've heard Gold Dust or part of it, I want to point out the vocals. I'm just, I'm in love with the vocals. Like you said, you love the vocals on Bad Things. Right. I love the vocals in Gold Dust. There's some type of filter or something applied to his vocals in the song. And normally I'm not a fan of filters applied to vocals. I'd rather just hear the raw voice. But something about the filter that they used in this song just it gave me goosebumps. It gave me whatever you were talking about earlier. The Possibly ASMR. ASMR, yeah. I... I still get goosebumps when I hear that song. When I blast it in my car, I can just fully immerse myself in the music. I I love it. It's just so good. And I don't really have a whole lot to say about it because as electronic house party music or whatever, it doesn't have a really deep message. It's more of just about ear candy, feeling good to your ears. And that's what this song does. And that's what the whole album does. From beginning to end, all the tracks are very cohesive and it just, it feels like a well-rounded out album. So I'd like to point out more than just the gold dust. I'd, I'd like to point out the whole album. If, if you've never heard of them or you've never listened to them, go give them a listen because I know they won't disappoint. I remember when you showed me gold dust in your car with your system yep. for the first time a couple months months ago when we were heading to the Weezer concert. Yep. And I really liked it as well. And I could tell you loved it because you cranked that thing oh, up. Man, I love it. I love it so much. It's my favorite song on the album. All right. Well, those were our songs of the week. We both hope you enjoyed them and maybe will inspire you to check out other songs similar, open you up a little bit more if you're not already to some really good music that you might not hear otherwise. Let's segue. So our critical thinking topic for the week is social manipulation. And I'd like to say that this was my genius idea and that I wrote this down on our little scratch pads of notes, but I didn't. This was Jake. So I don't really want to try to delve into it because <laughs> I don't I don't know that I can do it justice in the way that you can, where it was your idea. You have a lot of faith in me, Jake. I have so much faith in you. Don't disappoint me or the listeners. I really hope I don't disappoint you guys. So, okay, let me make it easy for you. What is social manipulation? In the way I'm referred to it, I believe 
social manipulation is when you purposefully put your own influence on someone else to get your way in a way that either hurts them or in a way that rewards you while not rewarding them. I thought of this because someone I know is really into thinking about the world around him as a big sale where you can get anything you want if you apply sales tactics. I don't know if you have any initial thoughts about that. uh, Not really. I don't. I don't know that I... Yeah, I'm still being really vague. It's really hard to explain. I was hoping that I'd be able to put this into words better. It almost sounds like brainwashing. Not really brainwashing, but it sounds... Well, it sounds like manipulation. I I think you are explaining it well. It sounds like bending words and making people feel a way that they wouldn't feel naturally. I feel like it's making them feel a way that you want them to feel based based on what you're telling me. And I don't know if I like that very much. I don't know if I agree. Right, and and I don't like that whatsoever. And people, and I've known you long enough yep. to know that the way we talk to people, we're just, you know, we're just listening to them and having a conversation and like displaying who we truly are yep. to another person. Right. Now, a person who practices social manipulation regularly will act in another manner where they're just trying to like climb Get the be- social yes, ladder. Be- be- better themselves. Or put themselves in a better position. Yeah. And even if it's not malicious, even if it's not meant to hurt anybody, my question to you is, do you think it is still immoral to manipulate a situation and maybe manipulate is too harsh a word because it insinuates malintent, but do you think social manipulation is immoral even if there's no malintent? So even if you're bettering yourself by lying in a sense maybe white lies or trying to get your own way by employing tactics you might learn in a book regarding sales disregarding people's feelings basically well to get your way first of all i don't agree with lying under any circumstance at all like i don't i I just i personally i don't try i try not to lie because i died not i don't know agreed i'd rather be straight up full frontal like honest with the person to get anything out of the way. Right. Because even a white lie ends up snowballing. Yeah. Everyone tells a lie every now and then. It's impo- it, We're humans. You know, it happens. Yes. But I don't go out of my way to lie in order to make gains for myself. That's never, that's never how I've been. So I don't know, man. I don't know how I feel about it. On the one hand, I want to say go for it. I mean, it's a dog-eat-dog world. You're, you you know, you got to do what you got to do to better yourself. But on the other hand, I could be the other person that I'm saying, like, I could be talking to someone telling them that, and then they could turn around and use the tactics on me and it could ruin my life. And I don't know how I would feel if I was in that situation. So I don't know that I'd want to put other people in that situation. Now, this is why I wanted to talk about it, because it is very hard to put into words for me, at least. But it is such a gray area. It's so muddy that... Yeah. Is it's, it right it's or hard is it... to even say wrong. if it's right or wrong? Yeah, I know. You're I... not if if there's no malintent, you're not doing it to hurt others. You're doing it to better yourself. But, but if you're the still outcome... not being yourself. Right. But if the outcome negatively affects others, then is it right? Even if that's not that wasn't your intention. Intention, rather. The reason I bring up social manipulation is because a couple of years ago, a friend got me invited to a multi-level marketing business called Vima. Vima sold energy drinks and supplements to make you healthier. And I genuinely loved the product. I loved the drinks. I could get behind the product. So I felt that that was okay. I felt that selling this product to other people was completely fine in itself. But as soon as I started having to, quote unquote, hire on my friends to join this opportunity, I started feeling a little scummy about it. Because, and this is where the social manipulation comes in, no matter how genuine I think I was, I wonder if even a piece of me, and I don't see how this couldn't be true, was just like, hey, this just gets me money. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's not wrong, but at the same time, I ended up regretting doing Vima. Because I hired on two of my really good friends as my left and right. I don't know if anyone is familiar with multi-level marketing, but you basically hire on people you know to carry the product and you get 
money or points or something depending on how many people that you hire huh. and then they hire and then they hire. So on paper, it's amazing because they offer you something called residual income, which is just how it sounds. The work you do today you'll get paid for for the rest of your life. It's not just like you're going into a business working nine to five and since you worked eight hours, you're making $80. It's the the actual work you do today, this instant, will carry over and your money will grow exponentially. And that is true, as long as you're one of the first people to join the business. <laughs> yeah. And I was, actually. Oh, I was one of the wow. very first people. Yep. And it started growing and I sunk some money into it. I ended up getting close to even. I lost a couple hundred. Oh. I'll admit it. I know and it sucks. But I ended up ducking out. Yeah. Because like I right was like, you know what? I I don't like the way this makes me feel. It mm -hmm. makes me feel like I'm not in a, a white area. I'm in a gray yeah. area. Yeah. And that's what made me want to talk about social manipulation. Do you have any experience with either multi-level marketing or Anything of the sort that would maybe make you feel that way? Well, I don't have personal experience with multi-level marketing, but it's a kind, I, I wouldn't call it multi-level marketing. I recently became a Subaru ambassador. For those of you who have never heard of the program, basically what it is, is that I'm an unpaid PR for the Subaru brand. I know it sounds like, why would you do that? Like, what do you have to gain from doing that? And I'm doing it because I love the Subaru brand. I think I mentioned it. If I haven't mentioned it before, I drive a Subaru. I love my Subaru. I will always own Subaru. I, they're just, they're great cars. Yeah, I, I did. I mentioned it in the first episode when, when we were talking about cars and stuff or whatever. And the Subaru Ambassador Program is something that I've been trying to get into for like the last six months to a year. It's a program that you apply for and they tell you if there are any positions open in the area you're in. And if there are, then they'll accept you if they like your application and then you're part of their Subaru Ambassador Group. And at the time that I applied for it, I thought all it was was like, I thought they were going to send me merchandise that I could pass out to people who, who like Subaru. But as I, as I got into it and started reading more information on it, they want me to give out the merchandise and they want me to talk up their brand to people who aren't part of Subaru yet. I didn't know how I felt about that at first because I'm like, eh, I kind of feel like I'm, I'm like a salesperson for them, but it, it's not, that's not what it is. No. And that's completely fine because you love Subarus. You truly I do. love I really Subarus do. and there's nothing wrong with being brand loyal and sharing that enthusiasm with other people. So right. I don't see anything wrong I, with that. I know so far. we wanted to talk about brand loyalty in another episode. So so we won't get too deep into that. But yeah, definitely. Even before I was in a Subaru ambassador, I would still talk the brand up to people. I would still, you know, gloat about my Subaru. I mean, I post pictures of it on my Instagram all the time. I love the car. I honestly love the product. Signing up for a program where I get a few benefits for doing what I'm already doing just makes sense. They give me an allowance every three months that I can spend on merchandise either for myself or for other to for merchandise that I can give away to other people. And it's actually funny that we're recording the podcast today because just today I got my first allowance of money. Nice. So I bought a bunch of merchandise. I probably bought 75% merchandise to give away, 25% to keep for myself because they, they want you to spend money on yourself. One, it's a reward for being an ambassador and two, because it helps you represent the brand wherever you go. So I have these products coming in the mail and it's my responsibility as an ambassador to promote the brand and talk about it with people who are interested in maybe getting a new car or whatever. And it's more than that too, because I, I'm, I get invited to exclusive, not exclusive events, but I get invitations to Subaru events to go to them and to represent the brand there. I'm going to get invitations to like go to rally events during the summer and stand on the side of like a certain area during, uh, of the rally course and hand out merchandise. That's going to be a blast. It's going to be awesome. so much fun. And I'm going to be going to Subaru meetups across the state. And to just hang out. And this is something I would do anyway. It's not like I'm doing it because they're giving me goodies to do it. I'm doing it because I want to. While I can't say that I'm part of a multi-level marketing scheme, I'm part of a, a little club, I guess, that promotes Subaru. And I don't feel bad about it. I don't feel bad about it in the way I feel like I would in a multi-level marketing scheme. Right. And I can see that that's completely different because you're not selling anything. No, You're I'm not. selling the idea 
of possibly even, getting a Subaru. Right. And I'm not even really selling ideas. I'm just sharing my love for the company. Right. I'm not targeting people and saying, hey, you need this. You need to have this in your life. I'm saying I'm going to be like, if someone walks by my car and comments on it, I'll be like, oh, yeah, it's a Subaru, blah, blah, blah. Here's a lanyard or here's a Frisbee for your dog. Here's, you know, a pair of sunglasses that's got Subaru on the side. Have a great day. I'm not pushing anything down anyone's throats. I'm simply being a representative for the brand. And I think that's the difference between being in the multi-level marketing and being an ambassador. I mean, what does an ambassador do? They represent the country they're from. I'm representing the brand that I love. Right. There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. All the power to you. I think that's awesome. And a lot of companies should follow suit because there's several companies that I would be an ambassador for. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like Coca-Cola for one. I'm a huge fan of Coke. Look at that. And Look at that. I know it's like... all over the room. I know it's... (laughs) I know it's unhealthy, but... It kills you, man. It's killing you. But, you know, I just... Something that people associate, like the whole Buicks thing. I love Buicks. Yeah. And I love Coke. That's just a lot of... That's a couple things. (laughs) I love Buicks and Coke, man. Coca-Cola, I should mention. (laughs) But yeah, there's certain brands that I would absolutely do that for. And it's a win-win situation. You get to share your enthusiasm with other people without looking like a crazy person because you're like, hey, you know, I actually have swag. I have gear. Here you go. Have some of it. Right. Um, and sh- you know you're sharing the love instead of doing a multi-level marketing thing where your your survival in the program right. depends on selling product. Yes, and they make it really hard to back out because they kind of guilt you. Wow. So I know that's really vague what we've said about social manipulation because it's really hard to put into words. So I guess what I'd like to ask our listeners is to weigh in on whether or not you think social manipulation is bad. Can it can it be good? Right. Is it bad? Can maybe, it be, or is it solely a gray area? Maybe they're able to explain it in a way that <laughs> you and I, maybe they can explain it more elegantly than we have been able to. I mean, we did our best. Perhaps they're a, more articulate a, than a third yeah. grader. <laughs> it's a, it is an interesting area. It's a very gray, gray area. And it's, it, any gray area is going to be hard because there, there's no facts. There's no set in stone. So, yeah, if you've got anything to say, hit us up on any medium. If we get enough feedback, maybe we can bring it up again in another episode and rehash it. Definitely, because we can get into specifics once we can actually put into words how we feel about it. Right. Instead of being so vague. Okay, well, I'd like to start by asking you how you feel about editing episode two, because we've been swapping off. Right. And I got to edit episode one, and I think you are almost done editing episode two and i wanted to know what the experience was for you it was pretty fun it got a little tedious about halfway through when i realized that i still had like 45 minutes of content to still sift through but it was fun i mean pulling out the ums and the ahs and the oh shoot should i've should i've given that secret away yeah we say um and ah a lot but and you know (laughs) and you know and so and words like that that we end up cutting out because they don't sound very professional so um um ah ah You'll never hear that. <laughs> right. Yeah, it, it was fun. I enjoyed, I, I put together the sound bits that you'll hear. I edited the intro little track that you'll hear in the episodes. And I love that type of thing. I like balancing volumes and I like anything like that. Anything like visual or audio that you hear, it's fun to work with. So editing the episode was a blast. That's good to hear because I... It definitely needs to be something that's at least fun. Right, right. I think our approach is a little bit different to editing in in the sense that you're a little better because (laughs) I don't really care to... If something's functional, I'm not going to tweak it. Yeah. But I feel like you tend to focus on the little details more. Which, which is good, ultimately. like You listeners are probably going to be like, yeah, that was a Joey-edited episode. That was a Jake-edited episode. But I know if, if it sounds... If something sounds too clunky, I'm not going to leave it. Yeah, but, like um, the other day when I was editing episode two, here's a perfect example of a detail. There was a sound clip in between two segments. It was, I think it was between our critical thinking and our tech segment. We had a, or in between tech segment and critical thinking in that order. It was a little sound bit that we played between the two segments. And at first I had our talking ending, the sound bit starting, the sound bit stopping, and the talking beginning again. And that just didn't feel fluid to me. 
So what I did is I overlapped the sound bit with our audio ever so slightly, just a little bit. So as the audio clips fading in and fading out, we're like talking in and out over it. And it's not a huge difference, but when you hear them side by side, you can hear the difference. So you guys better notice that because Joe worked very hard. I've worked very, very hard. Do you have anything in general to say about this episode, whether what you liked and what you didn't like? I love everything we do, Jake. I love Same. every minute of everything we do. No, <laughs> if I could, if I would change anything, it would be the social manipulation segment. I feel like we didn't, we weren't able to really delve into that as much as I was. I think we were both hoping to be able to. Same. I Other think we're that, still gonna keep a majority of it, but it was really vague. I really hope you guys still at least found it mildly entertaining, or at least not deplorable. And again, because it was so vague and because it was such a hard issue to touch on, please let us know how you feel about it. Yeah, discussion is great. Absolutely. I know personally, I don't have too much to say about this episode in comparison to episode two, besides maybe... I think we were funnier this episode. We were. We we laughed a considerable <laughs> amount more. And that's good. And that's laughter's good. entertaining. It is, and I think we might keep some of that in. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Or at least we're going to have an outtake reel. The segments themselves... The segment formatting, that's what I'm thinking of, Yeah, was a lot better this time. Yeah, I remember we had talked about we're trying to figure out the flow of the show. We want you guys to be able to work your way into the heavy stuff and then be able to have an easy transition out of it. Out of it. Yeah, I think and we nailed that. I think we did good this time. And like I said last episode, I think by episode five, we're going to have about an hour of content. That's just what I have in my head. Yeah. I really would love an hour long <laughs> show. If I see that. I know minutes, it's something that you've been ha you've had in your head because you've mentioned it numerous times. I know it's important to you. <laughs> once I see that 60 minutes, I will feel very accomplished because yeah, that good. means that we have 60 minutes of quality yeah. content. Yeah. And I think we're getting closer. I think we are. We're very close. We might hit that today. <laughs> and you'll notice that some of the segments were rearranged. Like Jake said, we wanted to make the flow, you know, we wanted to ease into it and break it up so it wasn't super heavy the whole time. And we threw the song of the week segment in between the tech segment and the critical thinking just because we thought that was a good segment to break up the show and give you a little bit of a break from the critical stuff. Even though the critical stuff was so vague. It was this so time. vague this week, but we apologize. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, we're learning. Yeah. Hope you guys stick through. And that is about it. Thank you for listening this week. We appreciate it. Thank you for giving us feedback, which I know you will. And you thank better. you for coming back in the future, because, again, I know you will. This is Joe signing off. And this is Jake also signing off. But first, here is an easy listening track to mellow the mood. And then we go into some crazy dubstep. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
we can use 15 seconds of music. That's enough of a chorus. Okay. Mostly. Yeah. Just so you know. Do I keep interrupting? It's <laughs> <laughs> <So> my bad. <laughs> Every time I get up to the filter, Joe just says something else. It's like four times in a row I interrupted him. Okay. All right. Joe. <laughs> Why are you laughing? What did I say? That's something you said. Your facial expression. You started to talk and then you're like, you rolled your eyes at yourself and like backed away from the mic. Like you couldn't believe that you just screwed it up. Oh man, I shouldn't have been looking at you. That was hilarious. That's all right. <laughs> so that's Do you have all anything I have... else? <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm done talking. Go all right, ahead. ready? Go all right, you good, Joe? Yeah, I'm good. Put your head on the table. 